Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Greetings, everyone. I'm Dr. Tiffany Wingfield, Director of Member Relations and the ASHP Staff Liaison for the Pharmacy Technician Forum here at ASHP. Thanks for joining. I'm excited to share with you that today's episode is a curated feature focusing on topics important to pharmacy technicians from the exceptional programming from the 2021 ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting. Please enjoy the voices of your colleagues as they share the latest clinical information, leadership advice, and the best practices in the practice of pharmacy. The United States Department of Labor Bureau of Labor Statistics estimates nearly 32,000 openings for pharmacy technicians every year. The openings are a result of workers transferring to different occupations, exiting the workforce entirely. Technician turnover rates in our health system are high, averaging 26% for all hospitals uh, and up to 32% at our largest medical center. This trend has been further accelerated by workforce shortages resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic. We estimate that our health system needs to hire 45 technicians each year to fill the vacancies. Besides the challenge of recruiting that many skilled pharmacy technicians, our system faces several other challenges, including long training periods, increasing levels of responsibility, and highly complex tasks and workflows. The shortage of experienced pharmacy technicians in the hospital setting is widespread as evidenced by the 2018 ASHB National Survey of Pharmacy Practice in Hospital Settings. More than half of the respondents reported shortage of experienced pharmacy technicians. There is also growing evidence showing that staffing shortages contribute to burnout among pharmacy team members. 2020 Ohio Health Practice Research Report assessed burnout in health system pharmacy. They collected 277 responses and concluded that 70% of pharmacy employees experienced moderate to high levels of burnout. Some of the mitigation strategies Ohio Health identified as effective in addressing burnout were staffing and workflow adjustments. So I'm going to talk a little bit about um, what we discussed as we were determining a way to deal with the technician turnover and hiring needs that we had that Kasha just described. In the winter of 2019, some of the pharmacy leadership across the system sat down to brainstorm opportunities for developing a technician pipeline to help us with our recruiting and hiring efforts. We discussed the idea of a technician training program and starting a program within the health system. But we talked to several other institutions that had a technician training program and knew that there would be a lot of resources required and an accreditation process. And ultimately it felt like we wouldn't have enough technicians coming out of that program every year to meet our annual hiring needs. We also discussed having Hartford Healthcare employees reach out to the technician training programs to actually teach the courses to help identify and recruit um, technicians from those programs. 
However, the timing of the courses was often weekdays during the daytime, um, which wasn't really conducive to our employees being present. So we decided to develop an internship for pharmacy technician students. Um, and to start, we reached out to three of our local community colleges, all of whom run technician training programs. We sat down with them, um, our pharmacy leadership, and those who run the community college technician training programs to discuss the opportunity and what it might look like. And coming out of that meeting, um, the colleges were amenable to an internship program for their students, and it felt like it would be a good fit for us as well. So we signed um, student affiliation agreements to put that process into place with those three community colleges. We actually started um, planning prior to the spring 2019 semester of the community college tech training programs. And we started by developing a course catalog description that described what the internship program would look like and what students could expect from it. And we reached out to our pharmacy managers to determine their availability to host technician students. And this included um, what dates would work well for them to host students, as well as how many students they were able to take. At the start of the training course, our pharmacy leadership went to the class um, and introduced the internship opportunity describing what would be expected of students and what they could expect to gain from the program. And at that time, we distributed application materials to the students who were interested. Unfortunately, during our first attempt at this, um, it was the spring 2019 semester, and so um, COVID forced us to delay our plans um, because after the application materials were distributed, COVID got really bad and the school went entirely remote. Um, and so students weren't able to complete the paperwork and get it signed. And we also shut down our health system to having students on site. Um, so we paused a little bit and restarted in the fall of 2020 when we were able to have students back on site and the school was able to kind of work with the students to get all of their application materials in place. So our first group started and applied in the fall of 2020. By the middle of their semester, they had submitted their application and um, we had also sent them our typical student onboarding materials regarding OSHA training, health requirements, and everything that we typically would send to students. And at that point, uh, based on the manager's availability and number of students they were able to take, we matched up the students with a hospital or retail site. And we tried to do this based on proximity to where the students lived so that they weren't traveling too far to get to a site, as well as what their hours and availability were. By the end of the semester, um, students had completed their 80-hour internship, and oftentimes um, the hours were actually completed a little bit after the end of their coursework, just due to availability. Uh, managers who worked with the students at each site provided student feedback 
um, to the technician students. And this feedback was not part of the student's grade, nor was any of the internship. Um, it was an extra experience that they were able to get. And the feedback was fairly informal, um, just based on our health system's four core values. And the manager would sit down with the student and describe um, what they did well and how they embodied the four core values, as well as helping them to identify areas to continue to work on. Just to get a little bit more into the format of the internship, this was an 80-hour internship that students elected to complete. And this was a supplement to their coursework, but not required by any means. A majority of our, the students were unpaid during this internship period, although one of our community colleges in the eastern part of the state was able to get a work grant that provided a stipend to students from that particular college who were completing the internship. And both our retail and hospital pharmacies took students on these internships. Students spent time shadowing various technician roles. So in the outpatient setting, this included everything from prescription intake, insurance processing, filling prescriptions, and um, the retail pharmacy does a good amount of shipping, so they participated in the shipping process as well. In the inpatient setting, students were at hospitals ranging from community hospitals to large academic medical centers, but they were able to see our tech typical inpatient technician tasks such as PIXIS, fills, the IV room, oncology areas, a little bit of the buying process, as well as 340B. So I wanted to talk about our results from our first year of the program, spanning a fall, spring, and summer semester. In our first semester, we took eight students to complete the internship, and we hired four of them within the health system. In the spring semester, six students completed the internship. To date, we haven't hired any of them, but I do know some of our hiring managers are still speaking with some of them. And in the summer, we had four students complete the internship and so far we've hired one of them. Our hiring managers have been able to connect with other managers across the system. So even if students were placed at a site that didn't have open positions at the time that they finished the internship, we've been able to refer them to other sites that do have have open positions and they've been hired at other hospitals within the system. We've also found that some of our non-hiring of students has been due to a variety of reasons. Um, sometimes it's been because what the student was looking for, whether they wanted full-time or per diem, didn't match available positions at the time. Other times it's been due to professionalism that we've seen um, during the internship. So we had some students who um, didn't have really good availability to complete their hours or took a really long time to complete them due to um, numerous sick calls. And so that was a red flag to us that they might not be a good fit for our health system. Kasha will talk more later about plans um, to help us increase our hiring percentage coming out of the internship. So we were also able to get feedback from managers and students after the first year about the program. Managers have said they enjoyed meeting the students and the face-to-face -face time to connect with potential candidates for open positions. 
Others have said that as a teaching hospital, it's important to extend the teaching to various roles. Um, so the fact that we've been able to extend it to the tech role shows growth. And it's been a really great opportunity for our technicians to get involved in precepting as well. The current setup is extremely helpful because you're able to organize the students at the system level and assign them to managers who are currently hiring or have availability. And one manager commented that it's like an 80-hour interview. What more could you ask for? We've gotten some really nice feedback from students as well, including one who said, I would like to convey my sincere gratitude to you for putting your trust in me. I will try my very best and prove it. So overall, a success from both the manager and student perspective. Next, we would like to review some future directions for our program. Um, so the first future, biggest future direction for this program um, includes optimizing the process for student selection. When our program was initially put in place, we partnered with three community colleges, as Colleen mentioned, and we generally accepted all students who expressed interest in the internship. We recently connected with all 12 community colleges in our state are, and are in the process of signing an affiliation agreement with all the different schools that offer pharmacy tr technician training courses. This will allow us to become more selective when identifying pharmacy technician interns. As Colleen mentioned before, uh, we found that the reason why some of the interns turned out not to be good fits for our jobs was because of lack of professionalism. Professionalism involves being reliable and showing that you care about every aspect of the job. We believe that once we increase our pool of intern applicants, um, we, um, we can be more um, picky, so to speak, about um, who we offer this opportunity to. We plan to ask them to write a brief statement of why they are interested in our program. And we also plan to conduct brief interviews um, to ensure that students um, who we offer the internship to are um, likely to eventually fill our permanent positions down the line. We expect that um, a more selective process at the entry into the internship program will increase the fraction of pharmacy technician students that we ultimately hire. Although majority of the students who completed the internship were unpaid, um, as Colleen mentioned earlier, there are opportunities to pursue grants to offer paid internships as well. Our system also offers some paid apprenticeships for various allied health departments that could potentially be extended to the pharmacy department. Lastly, we have had some physicians in our system who have supported scholarship to allow hospital employees from the environmental, housekeeping, and food and nutrition departments to pursue community college courses and internships. Going forward, we would also like to formalize the process to gather, store, and share manager feedback. We have had some excellent pharmacy technician students who simply were not able to take permanent positions with us because of their current life situation. If those students ever return to us as job applicants, we would like to be able to see that they successfully completed an internship with us and should be considered for a position.
And then finally, um, there are some key takeaways um, that we've learned over the course of the last year. We found that partnering with community colleges allows for health systems to create an effective pharmacy technician talent pipeline that's pretty cost effective and does not require a large investment of resources on our end. Pharmacy technician internships allow students to gain hands-on experience, um, which adds to their classroom um, knowledge. Um, and it also is very beneficial to pharmacy managers um, who are able to gauge whether this um, pharmacy technician candidate without any formal um, pharmacy technician experience is a good fit for the job if they're teachable and if they uh, will be successful down the line. Thank you so much for listening in today. Be sure to follow us at ASHP Official wherever you listen to podcasts and check back soon to hear more featurettes from the 2021 ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting. Until then, this is Tiffany Wingfield from ASHP Official and thank you for all that you do for your patients. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.